Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we are having our little book club. We're talking about The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. No, we're talking about The Proposal by Jasmine Guillory. Oh my god, I keep getting the name wrong. And I even put it in the show notes, I put The Wedding Date. I'm such an asshole. The Proposal, (laughs) you guys. It's the sequel to The Wedding Date. Yes. And related. We loved it just as much as the original. I think I did. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yes. So we're talking about The Proposal, not The Wedding Date. Let's hope I don't say that in our social media this week. Yeah, don't mess it up pressure but before that I haven't seen you since we recorded I know we usually see each other like at least twice a week tell me what's going on in your life what's your high oh I have a lot of highs so the first one is that one of my best friends from college visited um she's amazing I have done a really bad job like I feel like you keep in touch so well with all of your college friends like I talk to mine but like most of them have like two or three kids so I don't see most of mine and Erin is also kind of like at the same life stage as us like she is dating somebody but she's not married or like has any responsibilities so we like definitely committed to see more of each other which is really nice oh that's fun what did you do um we what did we do we um the first night she got in really late so we ended up just having a chill night at home and ordering a ton of sushi on Saturday we went to that fossil pop-up and like played in the ball pit and took some Instagram pictures because I had like an ad with them um, we walked around Soho, we went shopping, we went to Dante and got flatbread and Negronis, we went to Dos Caminos, and we went to two comedy shows. Ooh. Yeah, so the other high is You I, know that Dos Caminos is, is kind of trashy, but it's mine and Jackie's favorite place. I know it is, and I love it too, and the guac is so good. It's so good. And it was near where the comedy show was, so it was just like, let's go there and have like delicious fish tacos and guac. I'm not judging you. I'm just mad because nobody wants to go with me. Oh, I'll go with you. I love it. It's like trashy the best. I also love chilies, but there's no chilies in New York City. Um, I know you love chilies. We talk about that a lot here. Just like I love Olive Garden. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So the other high is that I've been dating someone and, um, like for like a month and it's like actually like, I don't want to say like serious, but like we see each other like several times a week and it's going really well. Does he know that you're mentioning him in this episode? Does he listen to our podcast? I don't think so. It's, we're not his target demo. But I didn't know maybe he just listens to it anyway. No, no. I don't think he listens. Okay. Yeah. But he's great. I've met him a bunch yeah. of times. And I don't think he'll care that I mentioned him. So I wouldn't, I, I, you know, I don't like to talk about my d- dating life on my blog and stuff. But I'm really happy and I really like him. I'm so glad. So that's that. Um, so that, what about you? You also had friends in town. I had three friends in town. And did they all stay with you? No, two stayed with me and one stayed at a hotel. Still, like, two guests is a lot. Like, if I had two guests, I'd be a little stressed. It wasn't stressful. I, like... I know them so well that it's not even like having yeah. guests. They're like an extension of that's me. So nice. I don't mind. Yeah. So it was really fun. That's my high. We, let's see. So they got here on Friday night and we went out for a late dinner and then we went to a midnight comedy show at the Comedy Cellar. Fun. And my friend Peter has two kids. And when I told him that we were going to dinner at 10.15, his eyes almost rolled out of his head. Oh my God. He yeah. was like, what is, what is happening here? Yeah. So we did that. Then on Saturday, oh, so my friend Kyle, who came, is also an amateur drag queen. 
That's amazing. So I took him to see Kinky Boots, okay. the musical, which he loved. It was so fun. That's so fun. Um, and then we actually we went to out to watch the BC football game because they had a big football game on Saturday night. And yeah. then yesterday we kind of just blobbed and we watched movies. We watched Legally Blonde. We watched The Birdcage. We like ordered in bagels. It was so fun. That's it so was, nice. It was a really fun weekend. I love a low-key Sunday with bagels and just like relaxing. Yeah. I need was, one of those. It was great. Yay. What's your low? Um, my low is that Holiday Grace is a nightmare monster person. Mm. Like I have so much sponsored content going up on my blog between like now and I guess the end of the month. And I have, like, all of my gift guides that I have to create. And so I just, I like, it adds, like, probably 20 hours to my work week just with, like, every, like, all the back and forth and, like, putting together the gift guides. So it's been tricky. I'm also, like, learning to balance, like, not working at night. Like, when you're dating someone or, like, I had a friend here and I've had my family visiting twice because the new baby, like, it's really hard to, like, just be like, oh, actually, I'm going to stay in and work till 10. Because, like, in the past, I, I do that. And I, like, don't mind. I love it. Like, I love what I do. But I have – I've had to, like, really commit to working more regular hours. And I'm not doing so well with that. Does Holiday Grace have a name? I feel like she needs it's a just, name. It's Holiday Grace, who's a nightmare. I'm a nightmare. I feel like she needs a different name. Yeah, maybe we'll come up with one. Like – I don't know. What's a mean-sounding name? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll think about it. We'll think it. about it. What about you? <laughs> I'm um, looking at the notes. It's funny. My low is that my blood is 92% wine at this point after this weekend. <laughs> and I'm like the walking dead. I have one of those old people two-day hangovers where I'm not actually hungover today, but I'm just... Groggy. I'm groggy. And I've had two and a half liters of water and I still don't feel hydrated. Ooh. And I'm tired. And... I'm whiny, but I mean, it was worth it, but oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. I think that like, as we get older, those like two, three day hangovers are just like, there is nothing worse. Please don't let it be three days. I, after New Year's Eve, I think I was hungover for a whole week. Oh my gosh. So I told you that I have another friend who's coming to visit tomorrow. Oh my God. And I don't know how you do it. I would. Mis- I would freak out. No, I'm not freaking out, but I mistakenly made plans tonight, like not thinking that I would be so tired and like have a two day hangover for my friends visiting. So I can't cancel my plans tonight. And on my way here, I texted my friend Rachel, who's coming to stay with me tomorrow. And I was like, Rachel, can we just like please eat something healthy and not drink tomorrow night because I'm a shell of a human? And she's like, oh my God, thank God I am too. She had friends visiting last weekend in LA. So she's on my level. Oh, perfect. I always feel so much pressure when I have friends visit that I need to like go, go, go and show them a good time. Yeah. I was so relieved that we can just get sweet green and lay on my couch. Yeah. So sweet green and a movie sounds like the nicest plan ever right now. Tonight I have dinner with my parents and then we're going to a 10.30 p.m. comedy show um, in the city. And oh, wow. I'm um, really exhausted just thinking about that. But your parents are secretly younger than you are. They are. They're like kids. They're. Like, I was like, do you want to go to this comedy show? I know it's a little bit late. And they're like, no, we're going. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, cool. They're staying in the West Village, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah, and it's at the Comedy Cellar, so it's close to them. Oh, fun. Yes. Should we... Have a quick desperation minute before yes. we get into our book. So if you guys like this podcast, what can you do? You can leave us a rating in the iTunes store, which we love. Or write us a review. We also love your reviews. Grace, we've gotten some new reviews. And you know, 
what really warms my heart is that people are just discovering the podcast and then listening to all of the back episodes. Oh, I love that. Uh, we've gotten a few reviews recently that have talked about how they just caught up and they're so sad that there's no extra um, episodes for them to listen to it because they're on real time now. Oh, that's so nice. It's my favorite. Oh, that's so nice. So if you like it, leave us a review. And if you've done that, throw us up on your Instagram story or tell a friend. It or, really makes a difference. Or join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. Yeah. There's so, no shortage of ways that yeah, you can support us. Yeah, there are so many ways you can do nice things for us. It's it's the holidays, so yeah. Speaking of the holidays, you're going to have some extra time on your hands because as we mentioned last week, we are going on a holiday hiatus. Yes. We are going, this is our last episode for this year, but we'll be back in January. Yes. We're going to take some time for holiday grace to recover and holiday grace is a nightmare yes holiday grace needs to recover slash get all of the shit done and also we just want to take some time to spend time with our friends and family but yes. we're going to be back next year and we're excited already yeah. yeah we're gonna be coming up with some new stuff for you so i can't wait yeah cool should we talk about the book yes let's do it Okay, so let's dive into the plot. So Nick... um, Nick is a girl. Nick is a girl. Nick is Nicole with a K, um, is minding her business at the Dodgers game when this guy that she's like really casually dating, he's like this cute actor that she's like, oh, he's fun for now, but like nothing serious, um, proposes to her on the Jumbotron at the Dodgers game. Worst nightmare. Also misspelling her name. He spells it, will you marry me, Nicole, with a C. So it's totally out of the blue. She says no, and he continue, He proceeds to completely flip out at her, um, leaving her at the game. So because she was on the Jumbotron, the whole crowd is looking at what's happening, and she's like getting kind of swarmed. And everyone feels badly for him. Right. Because it's also his birthday. And so Carlos, who, if you read The Wedding Date, was Drew's best friend in that book, is also at the Dodgers game with his sister, and he decides to rescue her. So he goes and pretends to be an old friend and distracts everyone, and they sneak out and leave. Yeah. So they end up uh, going to a bar afterwards and meeting up with some of her friends, and they strike up kind of a little flirtatious romance, and they actually end up dating after the fact but they're both throughout they're like we need to keep things casual like this can't be serious like they're both very passionate about their careers they're both a little bit commitment phobic yeah so they're keeping it very casual they're keeping it casual but they're still seeing each other multiple times a week like it's 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 hot and heavy yeah and it felt like a relationship like they without calling it a relationship yeah so they meet each other's friends like it's clear that they're both very into each other just scared of commitment so during all of this, Carlos's cousin Jesse is pregnant and she has preeclampsia. So he is like, you know, really, he's very protective. He's like kind of like her older brother, even though they're cousins. And he um, is very worried about her and doing a lot to take care of her because he's also a doctor. Yes. So Carlos and Nick are making enchiladas, which obviously really casual, low-key, yeah, not dating I make, activity. I make casual enchiladas with all my hookups. Yes. And while that's happening, Jesse goes into labor. So Carlos leaves. He's like a bat out of hell. He's got to get to the hospital. And Nick is at his apartment and she finishes them up. 
And this part made me cringe, but she decided to go to the hospital and bring the enchiladas for his whole family. Yeah. And she, like, does it to be nice. Because she knows everyone's going to be hungry. Right. But cringe. Like, don't do that. Like, let them fend for themselves. But she shows up, and obviously his whole family is there, and he's... He's, he's not thrilled. No, he's a little bit icy at first, but he warms up. Yes. Yeah. So it all goes well. They go home. Um, they go to sleep. And the next morning, Carlos wakes up and he has this big epiphany that he loves Nick. And he just kind of springs this on her. So naturally, Nick does not react very well to this um, and tells him that she wishes he could take it back and that they could go back to the way that things were. He gets really, really upset by this and says some awful things to her. So she takes all of her things and leaves and they don't speak. But, you know, we kind of get that like intermediate time where they're all where she's sad and he's sad, but they're not talking. So they don't know that the other person is also miserable. So then weeks later, Nick's at the grocery store. A lot's happened. Like one thing that happened that I just remembered was Fisher came back into the picture and she punched him in the face, which was a highlight. Um, so like a lot of different things happen and the whole time Nick is like, oh, I wish I could tell Carlos this, but like I can't because we're not speaking and like, you know, she's really upset and like she's at the grocery store and she realizes that she loves Carlos. So she tells him everyone is happy and yay for true love. Happy ending. Yay. Yes. It was a little cheesy, but it was cute. So... Well, that's the one thing I wanted to talk about. Do you read a lot of romance books? What would your what would your guess be? My guess is that I know that you have given me some so that you definitely read some. Yes. It's not like my... Like the sexy romance books. Yeah, I'll read a sexy romance, but like it's not my genre. Like I want someone to die when I read a book. I bet there's romance novels where somebody dies. Yeah, yeah. There are, I think. But... Stacey, um, Stacey Abrams, the... Uh, the governor candidate from Georgia wrote sexy thrillers I know she did I still haven't read one but that sounds like exactly sounds like it's my genre um I don't read a lot of romance books but like I don't like I like these books I like Jasmine Guillory a lot like well that's what I was gonna say is that I definitely read not a ton of sexy romance books but I will read them yeah and usually they're so painful because it's addictive like you're super into it but they're so terribly written and the characters are all so flimsy and awful yeah like not that this is a good example but um in did you read 50 shades of gray I sure did. I read all three of them. Oh, my God. The writing in that oh my God. made me want to kill myself. The grammatical errors. There, It was just, like, so, so And bad. it was so cheesy. Like, the whole time when she was referring to her inner goddess. Oh, it was so yeah, painful. Yeah, it was gross. But what I really like is that Jasmine Guillory writes romance books, but they're actually well-written, and they have interesting plot lines where even if there wasn't the sex scenes, it would still be a good, like, rom-com. Yeah. So I, I just really like what she's doing. Yeah, me too. I think she's a great writer. I think that the character development in, in her books is always really good. And I think that I just I would read anything she writes. I know. I feel like she's the exception, not the rule, though. Yeah. I think um, there's a couple other authors like Christina Lauren. Some of their oh, more I recent loved... books are really good. Some of their early ones are yeah. a little shaky. Um, and then Renee Carlino. I don't know her. 
think that's her last name. She has some good books too, but I feel like more often than not, romance books are, are like real brain candy. Like yeah. they're really badly written, not mm-hmm. even good books. Yes, I would agree with you there. So I'm so happy that Jasmine Guillory started writing. I think she's a full-time job. I don't think that she's a full-time writer. Oh, really? Yeah, I follow her on Instagram, and I think she's like a lawyer. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into book discussion, I want to talk about one of our sponsors. Yes. Today's sponsor is Lola, and you've definitely heard us talk about them before. We're major fans of Lola. I used to work there, and Grace was one of our biggest advocates when we first launched. Yeah. So what is Lola? Lola is a woman's health brand that offers tampons, pads, and liners made with organic cotton. And what's great about Lola is their products are natural, which you might not think is a big deal, but the FDA actually doesn't require tampon brands to disclose a complete list of ingredients on their packaging, so most of them don't. Which is so scary. It's so scary. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, usually including rayon and polyester, and they can be treated with harsh chemical chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, or dyes. Mm -hmm. It's so important because the average woman uses 10,000 tampons in her lifetime. So it's actually really important to know what's... so many tampons. So many. It's important to know what you're putting in your body. Yeah. Oh, so they also have this great customizable subscription. So you can get exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. Um, I'm notorious for forgetting that my period's coming, so having it sneak up on me with no product is the worst. And this never happens now that I am a subscriber. You can pick up the exact, you can pick the exact right mix of products to go in your box. So if you want 17 supers and one light, you have it. Or if you want three lights, five regulars, eight supers, and two super plus, you can do that too. Um, it's really convenient. And it's nice that you don't have extra product laying around that you're not going to use because you have to get the pack that's like You can also skip a month. So if like you realize you have too many tampons sitting around, which I had happen once, um, you can pause for a a little bit. So if you are ready to become a Lola subscriber and have some peace of mind about what you're putting in your body – you can get 40% off your first subscription order at mylola.com. Just enter the code BOP at checkout. So again, for 40% off your first subscription order, visit mylola.com and enter code BOP at checkout. So let's talk about the book. Yes, let's. Um, Carlos versus Drew. Oh, we're just getting right into it. No well, context. Um, like which, which one of the guys did you like better? So... For context, yes. Drew is the Oh, Drew lead is the lead in the wedding date. In the wedding date. Sorry. I, I'm acting like everyone's read all of these books. So the two books are in the same universe, but they follow different couples. So yes. the wedding date is Alexa and Drew. Um, he's visiting from LA and they meet in an elevator at a hotel um, that gets stopped. Like the power goes out or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly how they meet yeah. in an elevator, but they do. And he invites her to be... His date to a wedding that he's going to yes. the next day. Yes. So in that book, Carlos is his best friend, and Carlos is the lead in this book. So um, Drew and Alexa are talked about, and they like make a cameo, but they're not really central to this book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the context. Yes. So Carlos versus Drew. I liked them both. I thought they yeah. were both great romantic leads. I thought they were different that like 
Carlos is really, really close with his family and he um, has like, what is it like the charitable center at work that he yeah, works at? I love like that. they're both really great guys, but they're they, I think they have like differences in terms of like their personalities. But yeah. I really liked them both. I liked them both too. But if I had to pick, I would pick Carlos. You would? Yeah. I just liked the family element. I liked that he was like such a good cook. I liked that he. Um, I just felt like he was a good dude. Yeah. Although he was annoying in the end, but. Well. Yeah. Um, I liked them both. I thought that they were both good. But on Nick versus Alexa, I did not like Nick as much. I didn't like her as much either. I thought she was, like, just, like, a little too strong-willed and, like, annoying about it. Oh, I didn't – I wasn't bothered by the fact that she was too strong-willed. I just thought that – I don't know. I just – I liked Alexa a lot better. I really liked Alexa. And I, I, I read The Wedding Date too long ago that, like, I, I can't remember specifically what I liked about her. I can't even remember, like, the yeah. d- details of the plot line. Yeah. But I remember in that book feeling, like, much more on her side than on, in Nick's case, I, like, was more on Carlos's side. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, But there was nothing I disliked about her. Like, she wasn't, there's so many tropes of, like, in romance books where the females are so terrible. Like, the same as young adult books where it's, yes. like, she doesn't know she's pretty. Like, she mm-hmm. needs to be rescued by a man. And I feel like in Jasmine Guillory's books, like, all of the women are, like, fully formed people who are fine without a man. Yes. And it's – a relationship is additive to their life but not, like, defining to their personality. Exactly. So there is nothing – wrong with Nick where she was like a bad character I just felt like I liked Alexa more yeah yeah so I would agree there um what about the friendship between the girls well wait between Nick and Alexa no no but oh I was like they met once they met once no I like I did like how they bonded over how they were both black and like they saw each other and they were like why didn't you tell me yes I loved that too I thought that was really cute yeah um the friendship between Nick and her girlfriends so I liked that she had a support network. I feel like in a lot of romance books, nobody has friends and it's only about the couple. And it's like, where is everyone else in your life? Yeah, exactly. Where it's like you get so sucked into this and like the only reason that you have friends is to complain about your significant other and you like yeah. rarely see them because you've given up on all of them to be with the romantic lead. Yes. So I really liked that she had friends. I need to bring up a problem that I have that is a romance trope that made it in here. Uh, yeah they're in romance novels so many people own bakeries yes cupcake stores in particular yeah what is why I have no idea I've never in my life met anyone who owns a bakery I know one person my friend owns a cupcake shop in Williamsburg oh wow yeah that's where I had my launch party for the stripe years ago oh yeah I remember that yeah does she have a very like tumultuous romantic life no she doesn't she's married and has a really cute daughter because it seems like there's, like, a lot of romance going around in bakeries yeah, based on romance novels I've read. It's it's weird. It's an epidemic. It's, like, a weird, subservient female job that's, like, yeah. fun and, and I quirky. Make, yeah. I make cupcakes all day. So I did like that she had friends and that they were, like, ride or dies. Like, that they... I love their texting. Like, that made me think of, like, some of my friendships. Yeah. I thought it was really... I liked that she had strong friendships. I did yes. not like that her one friend owned a bakery. Yeah. Which is a pretty arbitrary thing to take an issue yeah. with. 
That's funny. I didn't even think about that, but you're <laughs> totally right. What about you? You wrote the question, and I'm just here to complain about the bakery. I, li- I liked the friendship a lot. Um, I think it was really nice. But I agree with you on the bakery. I hadn't even thought about that till now. So weird. I, I, now I'm blanking on what other romance novels somebody owns a bakery in, but I know I've, I've read, like, a bunch of them. I feel like it's also in movies. Like, yeah. there's always, like, and she's, like, really pretty and, like, really skinny, and she's just, like, holding her, like, bolt mixing bowl of frosting. Like, I yeah. feel like I've just seen that that scene in so many things what I don't yeah yeah I don't know it's weird well wait so we kind of touched on this when we were in the plot so the two things I didn't like were one the friend who owned the bakery and two I felt so deeply embarrassed for Nick when she decided to go to the hospital oh my god I did too I was like no like don't do it like you you know better like, yeah. yeah, they're probably hungry, and yeah, this food might go to waste, but, like, it would be so awkward to show up at such an intense family situation where her sister, not her sister, um, his cousin had a high-risk pregnancy, and she's, like, going into labor, and the whole family is there. Like, it wasn't like there was a party, it was a festive, like, bring somebody situation, and she showed up, like, you don't... I would never show up at the hospital of a guy I'm dating, especially so-called casually, and meet his whole family for the first time during an awkward time where, like, it's a birth. Yeah. Like, it's a birth. My sister just gave birth and was, like, so... Your sister didn't even want you to come. My sister didn't even want me to come to the hospital. Like, she's like, you can come when the baby is here and I am settled. Like, maybe because I've just been through this, I'm like, who does that? Right. Like, I mean, this is a poor example because it wouldn't have happened because you weren't even there. But, like, what if the guy you were dating showed up with, like, a tray of enchiladas at the hospital? I would be like, no. Like, no, no. Like, You're like, I'm not even welcome here. Never mind you. Yeah, you're not allowed here. Also, like, there's weird things with food and stuff. Like, Also, like, what a weird food to bring to the hospital. Like, that's definitely going to be smelly, and it's, like, hard to clean up. And you're like, like, people eating this messy thing. Like, all the other people at the hospital probably hated them. Like, enchiladas is a deeply weird thing to eat at the hospital. Yeah. That scene just, like, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it was, like, the pivotal moment that, like, got him to realize that he loved her because he, she did this thing for him. But, like, in my head, I was cringing so hard. Yeah. Ugh. I hated that part. Ugh. Well, I got to say my part that I – the thing that I don't like about this book since we're talking about things we don't like, I just feel like a lot of these romance novels are, like, kind of porn for women and, like, set up bad expectations. Like, I realize in this case it was Carlos that came around and was like, I love you. But, like, most – especially dating in New York where, like, most guys have, like, a relationship-avoidant personalities, like – most guys do not come around. Like, if they say that, like, they want something casual or they don't want a serious relationship, they generally don't. So I feel like this sets a bad example for women. And they're, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to start out casual, but, like, he's totally going to fall in love with me. I, yes and no. Because I do feel like. It's kind of like what Sex and the City did to women. Like, Big came around for Carrie. And no, like, that doesn't usually happen. Isn't it from Sex and the City where. Like, somebody has a theory that guys are, like, taxis and, like... They have to have their lights on. They have to have their lights on. But I do feel like I know a lot of people who are in relationships that didn't start off 
serious or that like yeah didn't start off that way where it only takes one but it shouldn't be the expectation that like you're gonna change somebody so I'm like I'm kind of there but I also know a lot of relationships that have started in this way where it was either casual or it developed over time yeah and things can develop over time but like I just think like especially when the guy is like I want to keep this casual blah 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 or even with her saying she wants to keep it casual generally like that's what they want and it doesn't change but that's just my my take and my personal experience and I'm just like these books are setting women up to believe they can change a man and what he wants I mean I feel like all yeah like all romance books are setting out expectations that are probably like not going to be yeah able to be fulfilled by yeah real men yeah like all of the men are like so sensitive and they like quote unquote like get it they're like oh he's like oh I am in love with you like I feel like he's like much he ends up being much more like emotionally in touch with himself than I think a lot of like real people are yeah yeah um and I feel like also in romance novels like everything's so much higher like it's like amplified x you know 50 Mm -hmm. how you would actually feel so um I don't know I mean I feel like romance novels same with movies like it's not meant to be realistic I know I just feel like this is a major thing that and it wouldn't make for a good movie if this guy was like nope I'm still not ready for a relationship I still just want to like sleep with you casually Right. I mean, I think there's a bigger problem if you're getting your relationship advice from romance novels. No, I know you shouldn't. But I think it makes women like, like, oh, like, this is like what I want. I, know. I don't know. It's just a, a, a thing that I have with like a lot of this stuff. I feel like we're talking about it as if we didn't like it, but I liked it no, so much. No, I really much. liked it. I loved it. I thought it was such a funny premise. We talked about this when we were teasing the book last week. I thought it was such a fun premise that she the whole reason they meet is because she gets proposed to an unwanted proposal an unwanted proposal where usually you see the woman being somebody who's like scheming to get proposed to and is like when is he gonna pop the question and she it totally turns that on its head where she's dating this guy it's supposed to be casual and he proposes for whatever reason and she's like um Nope, she's not like, oh my gosh, serendipitous, like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, whirlwind romance. She's like, um, no thank you. Yeah, I did love that. And I have to tell you, when I saw the title of the book, The Proposal, I was like, I knew it was Jasmine Guillory, so I knew it would be good. But I was like, eesh. Like, I wasn't psyched. And then I was even, like, putting it on my Instagram story. I was like, ooh, I don't want to put a book that says The Proposal, like, and then I like I read the little line on the cover that says not everyone wants one. And I was like, oh, this is more my kind of a book. Yeah. Not to say I don't want to ever get married. Like I'm not anti-marriage, but like a lot of these books can get so cheesy. Yes, I thought it 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 obviously is a romance novel, and it it nods to some tropes like we have our girl in a with a big shot but I thought on the whole it's like a very modern feminist type romance that is very woke in terms of racial relationships and you know has like very fully formed characters who like Nick is a great feminist heroine like she's fine by herself she doesn't want a relationship um and that's what I really liked about Jasmine Guillory's books on the whole yeah I think she just does a rom-com so well yeah yeah I could see this being a great movie oh my god it would be such a good movie I would love 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 to see both books made into movies 
if anyone has the power to do that who's listening make it happen fully support it yeah we fully support it yeah I feel like we kind of went all over the place here I know we did we were very organized about this yeah but it's probably because I wrote the outline and I'm not (laughs) as organized as you (laughs) no um but we had a lot to say and like I feel like the conversation can go in so many directions with this book I know yeah I feel like we didn't talk about any of the sex scenes I feel like it was from this I feel like from this conversation you wouldn't know that it was a sex yeah there was like two sex scenes and they were pretty good there were more than two I mean there was like a lot of alluding to sex but like I think like in terms of like actual like steamy sex scenes I think there was two okay I I don't remember why I know that but I like kept track well I'm, I'm glad you were counting yes I enjoyed the sex scenes I thought that it was very steamy I liked it yeah yeah so just so you know, if you haven't read the book and you're deciding to, like, there is a lot of sex in the book. <laughs> yeah. So do with that what you will. Yeah. I don't know if that's a positive or a negative for our listeners. Um, so we were obsessed with this book. Um, should we talk about our obsessions otherwise, Becca? Absolutely. But before we do, let's talk about one of our sponsors. Yes. So I really love today's sponsor, Care Of. So Becca and I both got one month free when we did the first ad with them, but I've since signed up and I get them every month. I'm now finishing up my second month. Um, I just find that figuring out which supplements and vitamins to take is really intimidating. There are so many choices. But I know I should be taking supplements. Um, We recently found out that 90% of people fall short of the FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. Enter Care Of, a service that figures out which supplements are right for you. You start by taking this really fun online quiz. Cosmo taught me to love a quiz when I was a teenager. Love a quiz. It asks you about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle choices, and it only takes five minutes. And then it spits out results that tell you which supplements you should be taking based on your personal lifestyle and goals. Once you've taken their quiz, Care-of sends you a month's worth of supplements packaged into convenient daily packs that you take every day. The packs are so perfect for on the go. They're perfect for traveling because you can just take the amount of packs that you need and you don't need one of those dumb pill organizers. And I also really love them to throw in my bag if I don't want to take my vitamins first thing because sometimes I like to take them with food. Um, So they're really great if you're busy or traveling and you can just bring them along with you. I also, I love a little novelty, so I really love the fun facts and quotes they provide on each pack. Mine today was, happiness in this world, when it comes, comes incidentally, by Nathaniel Hawthorne. So you can modify your pack at any time, and they also cater to vegan or vegetarian options. And we have a special offer for you. So for 25% off of your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP. That's 25% off. Visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP. So should we talk about our obsessions? Yes. Becca, what are you obsessed with right now? Okay, so this is a really random one. So on Prime Day through Amazon, I found this product through, I don't know, like a BuzzFeed Roundup or something. I remember you telling me about this. Yes, and I bought it because it was super cheap. I think it was $20. So it's called a Hyper Chiller Iced Coffee Maker. And basically what it is, is a big cup that you put water into the 
outer layer of, and then you put whatever liquid you want to chill in the inner layer. And then there's a third layer that kind of dips into the liquid. Yeah. And it makes, it can take something from hot to cold in less than a minute. So That's amazing. I, I hate hot coffee. So. I do too. I drink iced coffee year round. I usually make it I make like 10 cups at a time and then I keep it in a carafe in my fridge. But then there's definitely the odd times where I use the last of the coffee in the morning and I forget to make more. Yeah. So it only makes like one cup, but it literally, it's so quick. So I've had it and I like put it away and totally forgot about it and hadn't used it for like four months. And then the other day I found myself in that situation and I made coffee really quickly and I kind of had limited hopes for how cold it would be after 60 seconds. Yeah. It was like kind of miraculous. That's amazing. I think I need that. Yeah. So now I just like keep it in my freezer. It also says on the box that you can use it for wine or for whiskey or for juice. But I don't think I've ever in my life been like, I need cold juice in 60 seconds. But it's pretty like for 20 bucks. I was like, this is great. That's a great little invention. I know. So that's mine. What are you obsessed with? So I have two um, in true in true grace form. The first is reading socks, which I didn't even socks? know were a thing. I went to this event with Barnes and Noble, and they're like, "Well, do you have reading socks?" And I was like, "I mean, this is kind of gimmicky, but they're these amazing like cable knit socks with a fleece lining. They go up to my calves, and they're so soft. And I I put them on and I read in them. Why are they reading socks? What makes them reading because socks? You can't really do anything else with them on. Like, you can't wear these socks, like, with boots or anything. They're, like, slipper socks, but I don't know. They're calling them reading socks, and I love them. I'm going to need to see them. I am I thought when you said reading socks, well, I don't know what I thought, but I thought that they were going to be novelty socks that had quotes from books on them. They don't, but they are really soft, and they're great for reading in. So I put my robe on, and I put my reading socks on, and I curl up, and I'm psyched. You're going to need to show me reading socks. I will. I don't show think them to I'm you on... afterwards. I'll put, them, I'll put them in the Facebook group, too. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I'm, like, yeah. picturing what this is. No, I know. They're weird. Um, my other obsession is my fossil watch. I got a fossil smartwatch I'm wearing right now. Ooh. Um, and it's really amazing, but also really awful because it shows me how sedentary I am. It oh tracks my, my steps. And, like, right now it's almost 5 p.m. and I've only gotten 3,300 steps today. I am going to go running, but I'm not going to be much more active after this, so. I was with my friend this weekend who has an Apple Watch, and it has the same thing where it tells you your activity. And it, it like, it pings you. Does yours ping you if you don't No, move? it doesn't, but I, I'm sure I can set that up. I took all the notifications off because it was buzzing at me constantly. Oh. Um, I don't know, but I do appreciate seeing the steps because it's like a constant reminder, like get up and move. I know. Even just being with somebody who had one, it made me feel secondhand bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad about my sedentary lifestyle. But it's probably good to know. Yeah. I think it's good to know because you're supposed to get 10,000 steps and I'm falling way short. Oh, I wonder how many I have. I actually walked back and forth from a client today, but I, I bet mine isn't terrible. I just do it on my phone. Yeah. What about Instagram? Oh, so mine is definitely not a new thing. Oh, I checked it. I took 7,000 steps today already. Okay, you're an asshole. But um, I just wanted to Yeah. I just wanted to validate myself. Yeah. Um, so mine's not a new one. So I a few weeks ago started following a bunch of recipe and cooking blog Instagrams just because I want to cook more at home and I want to be inspired and just like see things that other people are cooking on weeknights in yeah. their Instagram stories. So I followed a bunch of bloggers that I used to read their blogs, but now that 
I don't have a feed reader anymore. I don't actually navigate to their site. But one of the blogs that I used to love is Smitten Kitchen. Oh, I love her. I know. And I followed her on Instagram. I hadn't been before. And I'm, I mean, her grid photos are beautiful and, and she has like great recipe content, but I'm really liking her Instagram stories. Interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. I will say though that last week she was talking about, she had a bunch of people over for pasta after the marathon, her mm-hmm. friends who actually ran the marathon. And it made me make baked ziti, which I haven't had baked ziti in literally decades. Like, I can't remember the last time I had that. I feel like it used to be a staple when I was a kid, like a weeknight meal. But I saw it in her story and I was like, oh my God, that looks so good. And I was like, I need to make this. Um, I don't know. So I don't know if it's necessarily encouraging me to cook healthy things. Yeah. Because she also does a lot of baking and everything looks really delicious. She does a lot of unhealthy stuff. My favorite thing to make is her strata. Oh, I love love the strata. strata. Yeah, the spinach one. So good. I've made that too. Yeah. It's so easy because you do it the night before. And then you just pop it in the oven for like if you're having brunch guests over. Yes. So good. It's so easy. But anyway, I'm like renewing, rekindling my love for her via Instagram. Love that. Yeah. If anyone has good food cooking recipe Instagrams, send them to me because I'm like, I'm in market. Yum. So mine is an actress that I've always loved, but um, a friend at dinner brought up how funny she is on Instagram. It's Jennifer Garner. Oh, I don't follow her. I didn't realize that she was funny. She's hilarious. And she posts like weird selfies. She posts funny things that her kids write. Like she posted the other day, she wrote, it's like a picture that one of her daughters had written. She wrote, when I grow up, I want to be a fun killing mom just like you. And Jennifer Garner writes as the caption, is this a nine year old burn? Or the ultimate compliment. Hashtag fun killing mom. <laughs> um, she's just very funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, again, like, love her as an actress. Think she's a great person. She's hilarious. Good to know. I, yeah. wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that about her. Yeah, same. What about reading? Have you read anything? Yeah. So, well, no. But, yeah. I, um, <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> I, well, I just finished up. I just finished up the proposal, like, pretty recently. And then I had friends in town this weekend. I'm about to start Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Moriarty, and she's one of my favorite authors. So she wrote Big Little Lies. She wrote, like, I've read everything she's written, but I love her. I already called dibs that I get the book after Grace is done. I've been wanting to read this one, too. Yeah, it looks good. What about you? Oh, so last week I was saying that I was in a reading rut, and I I did the most me thing ever. So I went into our Facebook group, and I wrote a post, and I was like, tell me a book that's gotten you out of a reading rut or, or like been really addictive and like got like really sucked you in. And so everyone was suggesting all of their recent books that they'd read. And I picked something completely different. I like was like, thanks for the advice. I'm going to do something completely different. But anyway, I found this book on, I think I found it on Goodreads and it's called One Day in December by Josie Silver. And it combines two of my favorite things. It's a British rom-com and it's basically a holiday movie oh so I was pumped this is like so you so me so it's about this girl who sees this guy at a bus stop and they have like this really intense eye contact thing and she is obsessed with him and so for the next year every time her and her friends go out they they have jokes about him that he's busboy and they keep like watching for him and like she keeps she can't get him out of her head and finally the next year he shows up at 
their Christmas party and he's dating her roommate and her best friend oh, who didn't no. realize he was the same guy because she didn't know his name. Yeah, she didn't yeah. know anything about him. And so the whole story is about kind of this like romance that wasn't. And it, it goes over the course of about 10 years um, and kind of always clicks in and around the holiday time period and follows uh, her life and her romantic uh, journey and her roommate's relationship with this one who got away. Oh, I love that though. That oh my gosh, good. I really liked it. And it was um it was a rom-com, but it was had a great like kind of like sarcastic voice to it. So yeah. it was like and that's what I like about British rom-coms is that they're usually a little snarkier. Um oh, I really liked it. I devoured it. I read it in one night. That's the best kind of book. So I'm officially out of my reading rut, and now I'm reading an advanced copy of my friend John's memoirs, which is coming out in May, called Out East, which is a book about him uh, one summer in a share house in Montauk where he um, comes to realize or grapples with the fact that he's gay. Oh, um, I'm only about halfway through and I'm obviously biased because I know him, but yeah. it's very, very, it's very interesting. It's very good. Oh, love that. So I'll remind people when it comes out because it doesn't come out until next May, but I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. So I think that about does us. Yeah. So guys, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. We'll have to, we'll put up some next books sometime in December so that people can get ahead. I know I always do a lot of reading over the holidays. Yeah, me too. So we'll pick our next books and post them on Facebook and on Instagram. So make sure you're following us. And um, we're going to come back and better than ever in January. Yeah. But in the meantime, be our friend on the internet. Where can people find you, Grace? I'm at Grace Atwood, and my blog is thestripe.com. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. Or you can follow Bad on Paper on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. So we'll still be posting periodically over there. I'm sure the Facebook group is going to, like, keep having great book recs. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're, you're signed up over there. Yeah. And we'll see you in January. Yeah. Can't wait. Happy holidays. Bye, guys. Bye.